I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. It's only 13 payments of $19.99, but wait, there's more! Why, hello. And so it begins. And so we are here. Here we are, like all other weeks. Exactly. Okay. I was on my way here, Uh and Ian and I were starting at the top of the hour. It doesn't matter what hour, but the top of the hour. And I was at Starbucks. And when I am at the Starbucks, because it's next to the bus stop, it makes more sense for me to check where the bus is online and time it out. And so I did that, but the bus that came by sooner would have gotten me to Ian's house 15 minutes too early. Mm. And I didn't want to stand out in the cold. So then I was like, well, where's the other one? And then the other bus was going to skirt it like right at the top of the hour. And I was like, okay, like this is doable. Yeah. So then that bus like just stops moving at one stop. And I'm refreshing the page and refreshing the page and it's just like there. So I guess maybe the drivers are switching or it was on a break. But anyway, then my timing's off, and the other one's too far up the street to get now. Mm-hmm. So then I'm sitting at Starbucks like, okay, let me text Ian and tell him I'm going to run a couple minutes behind, which at the time, I was. It was like yeah. three or four minutes. Then I was like, well, it makes more sense to go down into the subway, which I normally take to get here. So I go down to the subway, and the trains are running over 20 minutes apart. You're shitting me. I got down there, and the platform was like, ah, mildly busy, and the next train to your house was 17 minutes away, and people were already waiting like four or five minutes. Yo. So then I texted Ian, and I was like, okay, everything's fucked. Uh, let me just figure this out. So I keep, so I walk all the way through the subway station to the north side, mm-hmm. and then I'm refreshing the page on the bus and see that the bus is going to come above ground before this train is anywhere even on the west side of Manhattan. So oh then God. I go back up the stairs, get on the bus that I was going to wait for the first time, and then I got here 15 minutes late. It's okay. It happens. Like, that is, <laughs> that is like such a New York classic story. Like, for our listeners who aren't new york based yeah like this is what we go through like regularly i'm normally i even today like i'm not exasperated or like mad at the mta i don't the mta is the metropolitan transit authority i don't get really as angry with the mta as most people do me neither but i also grew up in another metropolis with like worse traffic and worse metro like Mm -hmm. dc is like everyone's nightmare it really annoys me when people in la are like oh you should see the traffic here and i'm like "Ah, you should see the traffic in washington yeah that beltway i live 11 minutes from the pentagon you know how long it takes me to get there two hours for real yeah holy shit rush hour of any kind and rush hour there is five hours deep yeah yeah so yeah. like don't 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 it's never not rush hour in dc yes always speaking of which i went to dc this past weekend how was it it was very fun yeah. hung christmas lights with my aunt Aww. raked leaves Ooh. um spent some time in front of a fire that sounds delightful yeah virginia's for lovers y'all yeah and like especially because i guess because i've been wearing so much plaid lately that like you're describing this like picturesque like entry to winter scene and i'm like that's the life i want Oh my gosh! I, it was the life I was. I have always wanted and finally lived. Yes, I'm. I'm thrilled for you. Thank you. I I made boomerangs too. Yeah. I never made a boomerang video, but I made boomerangs of me throwing leaves in the air. Oh, that's, it was worth it. And that's a good use of boomerang it too. It was like, fun. Yeah. It was fun. It felt festive. Fun and festive. Yes, festive. Ooh. Speaking of festive, Ian. Uh huh. The lobby of your building. 
is OD Christmas. Okay, it's OTT, so much Christmas, I can't even stand it. Yeah. So Ian Super has set up, like, three adjacent Christmas trees, lights and garland everywhere, like, stand-up Rudolph figurines. It's crazy. It's crazy, and, like, I remember coming home like three times in the span of two weeks and they were still like they were like wrapping doors in christmas wrap and i'm like okay each time and then one day i it was on my instagram story about a week ago and it is so over the top but i kind of love it what's up what is behind you oh the piano or the no, no no the thing on the wall oh so speaking um, of decoration yeah so friend of the show Brittany pierre hi um, Brittany. so for a housewarming gift she got me, um, it, it was on Etsy. It's the architectural, like, floor plan of the apartment, of Ted Mosby's apartment in How I Met Your Mother. Okay, so from far away, I can now see that it says H-I-M-Y-M. Yeah. But from far away, it looks like the Pixar blueprint of the Ratatouille kitchen. And I was about oh. to be so angry that it was on your wall and not mine. But now, <laughs> so I, funny. now I'm thinking... That that probably exists somewhere. That has to exist. Oh my god, Ratatouille That's... is just... Okay, we talked too much about Pixar last week, and I really just... But you more than likely, you can find that on Etsy, like, oh, yeah, in a yeah. heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I really want? One time I went to a guy's house, and he had a... Um, he had a storyboard frame from The Lion King. Ooh. And I want like an original storyboard frame, pre-CGI of Ratatouille, like the sketch to little rats. Like I love that stuff. <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. I just happened to have to go frame shopping recently, so I bought like that print, like that print though, like has been sitting on like just in the open air unframed for two years. And you so, got it framed. I just got it framed. Fierce. Um, as in I put it in a frame and tried my best. How do you so, feel about giving framed pictures as gifts? Um, I like it just because like that saves, for me, it's like, cool, that's one less thing I have to do myself, which is buy the frame. Okay, but, see, I like it, especially if you're like giving an, like a some sort of nostalgia, right? Yeah. I was going to visit my aunt in D.C. and framed a couple photos for her from, like, back in the old days of me and her sons, like, our cousins and my brother. Mm -hmm. And I told my parents that I was headed down to my Aunt Jackie's and that I made her these framed photos. And they both told me it was a bad idea because Why? giving things in frames makes someone have to find a place to put it. And I was yeah. like, okay. I thought it was a nice gesture to, like, I, I'm not just going to give them loose duplicate photographs because then that gives then they also still need to find a place to put it exactly and like then hopefully not compromise the integrity of like the physical paper photo right it was so weird like I, and then i started feeling guilty for all the other things that i've given frame to people oh, like please last, don't last year i gave my agent for hanukkah i gave him a framed new yorker cover that i loved and i hung it in my room and then i gave one to him in a like a really beautiful frame yeah i mean it was big but it was also like chic and sexy yeah so, that like that sounds about right like I, I don't know i mean i'm for it like i like you don't have to put it anywhere. Like, you can do what you want with it. It's just like, no, that, for me, it's like, no, that this is, I thought of you and wanted to give you a nice gift, or at least a nice looking gift. Yep. So you can do what you want with it, but I didn't, but I did my part. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, it was ironic, though, because I told Aunt Jackie about what my parents had said, and she was like, well, I mean, I don't really have a place to put these frames, oh. but I love that you did this. She's like, okay. I'll figure it out. That's So, yeah. like, they were kind of right, but I was mostly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah point clear yes 
One point me, zero points, negativity. Exactly. Non-holiday spirit. I was going to say happy holidays, y'all. Yeah, happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays, motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, that's not really a line in that movie. But do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? I've never seen Die Hard. I've never seen it either. But literally, like, everyone is so lit because apparently people are trying to reclaim Die Hard as as a a non-Christmas movie. Oh, really? Because most people have thought that it's, like, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, but people are also trying to reclaim the Earth is flat theory. So, like, I don't have time for this. I was listening to Matt Bellasai's new podcast called Uh The Unhappy Hour. And, ooh, big truck, big truck coming by. Anyway... Um, I was listening to Matt Bellasai's Unhappy Hour podcast, and he was saying that B.O.B., the rapper, mm-hmm. has, like, a GoFundMe campaign to, like, prove to the world that the earth is flat. Uh, I just... It really gets me. I... And what's funny is he's only raising, like, 20000 or, like, $200,000. To send a satellite, this is the this is the GoFundMe campaign. To send a satellite for a nominal fee of two hundred thousand dollars, let's say, to space to prove that the once and for all that the Earth is not like circular. I uh, spherical. If the one of these days I'm gonna have like a production office <laughs> and. Someone like that works for me is going to come in like you like like and tell me something like you did just now, and my only response is going to be, "Get out of my office." Yeah, seriously, it's either get out of my office or let's green light it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, what do these people think is going to happen when a ship reaches the edge of the Earth? Does it just like go over a parabola oh, very close and then just like end right. up on the other flat side of the Earth? I feel or, like we would have heard about that by just now. Into space, right? Do you think that's what the Bermuda Triangle is? Ooh, <laughs> there's definitely someone listening to the podcast right now that's like, they know, they figured it out. I mean, we really have hashed many conspiracy theories on this show, we but have. that might be our best. Mm. Ian takes a sip, yes, pensively. All right, are we ready for the thing that happened Let's this week? Do it. <gasps> the, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. This past week, I sat down for a visit with an ex-boyfriend. And it did not go well. Really? Because this ex-boyfriend, who is like now a friend, we keep in touch, every time I am free to hang out with him and we're like nearer to each other in proximity, we try to make it happen. But the last couple times, he's kind of given me the runaround about like he'll make a plan with me and then change it last minute and it's left me to being like stood up at a Starbucks before. Oh jeez. And it always gets rescheduled, but I just don't like feeling like you know, if you're my friend, whether or not you're my ex, like I make you a priority, make me a priority. Yeah. <clears throat> so, we we finally like he rescheduled a couple different times and then we finally got together late on the last night of my visit to uh DC. And we were hanging out at my aunt's house and just chit-chatting and catching up. And then I just felt like it would be disingenuous for me not to tell him that, like, the way that he kind of strung me along in making plans irked me. And it's just, like, not fair to have, like, a quote-unquote pleasant catch-up with someone when there's an elephant in the room. Yeah. And, like, I'm an actor and my, like, training is to be like, look, you did this and it made me feel X, Y, Z. So I told him very plainly, like, hey, I 
you know, and of course it was part of like a, a larger discussion about like a bunch of our, you know, like past issues and like things we recently talked about. But really the root of it was me saying, um, I just didn't like the way that like, you know, you can't give me a clear, hey girl, oh, Morgan, Claire, Claire, Morgan. Hi, I'm Morgan, I'm Claire. Nice to meet you. My super dope new roommate. New rooms. Like, lately, every time I've come home and Sabrina the Teenage Witch is on, I'm like, this is working. <laughs> I know. This is the girl, right? Yeah. Roommate of your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and thus endeth the, the first, first tangent. tangent. So, uh, anyway, the root of it all was that I was saying, like, look, I didn't like the way that you strung me along, whatever about the plans for this. And like, I'm only here every now and then. You never make efforts to come see me. So like next time, just like, I don't know, carve out a couple hours. When I tell you a couple weeks ago that I'm coming and we say we're gonna make plans, let's yeah. like stick to them. Yeah. Okay, so I said that. I'm, I'm saying it like way more emphatically now, but at the time it was like, I said it very calmly and just like, look, you know, I'm not pissed. I just wanna, you know, be clear about this. And then he responded by saying that I was guilt tripping him and that, how is he, quote unquote, supposed to respond to me saying something like that? And now he doesn't think that the visit's like pleasant or positive. Then I felt, he did not feel this way, but I felt that he was being very condescending when he was like, if you want things to go positively, you need to like bring a positive attitude. And he started placating me about next time we visit like don't start things off on such a negative foot if you want things to go well and I just felt like it would have been such a sham of a visit if I was pissed at him the whole time yeah so I guess I see where he's coming from but it was the way he responded treating me like a kindergartner being like if you want things to go well you need to like act nice be nice yeah and I honestly Ian like I know when I'm lit and I was as chill as possible I was just like hey just so you know like that kind of freaked me out and it made me feel like, you know, I came down here to see a lot of people and you're one of them that I prioritize. And then he was like, well, you're acting like I owe you something. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And I was like, no, I do feel that when I talk to you every day for the past 10 years, that when we happen to be close enough to visit that like, yeah, it's not crazy for me to expect a couple hours of your time. Yeah. So anyway... There were tears. There was like whisper yelling. It was like really bad. And at one point, I I was so flabbergasted that I was doing that like George Costanza, like I, I, I just, I, this is crazy. And he was like, can you stop making light of this? Oh, and I was and like, this was all in person? This was all in person, face to face. Oh my God. And I was like, I literally, I hope our podcast listeners can tell that I was just incredulous because that's how I felt. And I was like, I'm not making light of this. I genuinely like can't form words. I'm so shocked that this took such a left turn. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, okay. And then the whole thing came to a head when we had been arguing for two and a half, three hours at this point. It's like one in the morning and I need to get to the train in the morning. Yeah. And he, he, I was like, look, like, I apologize. I, I can't apologize enough times for making you feel, like, I don't know, attacked. But I also can't, like, regret you acting like, like this is bigger than it was. Mm-hmm. You know, this came from, like, a good place in my heart, even if yeah. it wasn't received that way. So I can only apologize and explain so many times before it's, like, crazy. Yeah. And he goes, 
He goes, and how did that work out for you? Oh, fuck you. Then he reaches over to the coffee table and starts texting. And so I sit there, and he is still texting, clickety-clackety-clickety. And he goes, hmm? Hmm? How did that work out for you? Still texting, clickety-clackety-clickety. I'm dead silent, sitting there just like, I'll wait, Mm mm-hmm, like in my head. And then he looks at me and he goes, huh? I asked you a question. What is his fucking deal? Like, does he have something else? It doesn't sound it like a not, you thing. Exactly. It could not have been me. I was there with my closest friend from back home the next morning. She drove me to the train station. And yeah. she was like, I clearly, like, this was not your fucking deal. Yeah. So then I look at, like, he was like, huh, huh? I asked you a question. And he finally stopped texting. I was like, oh, are you done? I was waiting for you to stop texting. So I hear myself getting snippy, right? I mean, I felt like I, it was valid to get snippy yeah. about that. And he was like, um, and he was like, Oh, whatever, like, you texted when I arrived here. I was like, yeah, I was responding to my dad. Family is different. Were you texting your family? And he was like, what difference does it make? I was like, all right, now we're having a fight about the fight. And so I, like, chilled it out. I was like, look, we've gone round and round in circles. Like, I can't pivot back to, like, a friendly conversation, so I don't know what to do. And he was like, yeah, I can't either, so I'm going to go. So he, like, got up and left. Jesus Christ. So I don't really know, like how to like what the summation of this thing that happened this week was but like I I just felt like I was being clear like look it would be such a shitty hangout for us to be here and for me to be like slowly simmering this like negative energy about something you did or I could be your true friend and be like bro why can't you just stick to plans yeah like you did I want to say you did your part like you spoke your piece and I don't know, like, if this is someone that you truly have known very personally for 10 years, and, like, I'm hoping and I'm thinking, like, this can't be, like, a reaction to you as much as, like, it's a reaction to something inside of him that's, like, "Uh uh-oh, can't be vulnerable or whatever. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, we've always... It's such a bummer. We've always had, like, a remainder of a flirtation from the end of our relationship, like, Mm -hmm. you know, eight, nine years ago. And so I always felt like, you know, there was a possibility that we could work it out in the future. So that Mm -hmm. was part of why we were hanging out was to, like, talk about that. Yeah. And I brought up this entire thing by, like, trying to gain clarification about, like, all right, are you seeing anybody? What is this hangout? Like, what's going on? And he's been open about, like, going out with other people. And But while I was there in town, he, like changed part of our plans part of our planning to go on a date so I just wanted to get like real clarity about like look when we have plans we got to stick to them yeah. or there's got to be a more legit reason I don't know and I told him I was like maybe this is all selfish but I you know need to just speak my piece sure so I don't really know what to make of it and I mean it couldn't have just been me I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It has to be at least three times this big. Like, yeah, I feel like a crazy person. Yeah, I mean, like, just from an outsider, it just, like, as an outsider of this situation, hearing about it, like... I don't know I what don't they're know. doing upstairs, yeah. but there's, like, a lot of movement. And, like, they definitely dropped something, and it, like, rolled across the floor. Oh, and I was no. like, thank God that happened before Claire got here. Because your building is fucking angled. <laughs> I know. Okay, um, well, uh, listeners, if you're hearing creakity creaks, we're not going to stop. But we're someone not, upstairs is, is doing unless something. Unless it's haunted up there. Ooh, um, better story. That know, could be right? the thing that Can happened just, through this whole podcast. <laughs> the thing that happened this cast. Um, <laughs> but, um, anyway... 
Um, because like I've had like difficult conversations with exes like that and difficult conversations with people I consider like best friends and like based on how you're telling me you said everything, it's like it can like it can be I don't want to say shocking, but it can always be like, oh shit, like I didn't realize I was acting that way, I feel bad and like then we take it from there. Right. But like I've never like had anyone just be like, Well, you and let me tell you about yourself. And it's like Yeah. Is that necessary? Like like, well, I, don't, uh, I, it's... Had, I had a feeling that he was kind of lit up before any of this happened because while, mm. like, the pleasant part of the catch-up, he was telling me a story about how he had a disagreement with a family member, mm. and he kept telling the story, and at one point, I kind of lost the thread about what we were talking about, so I asked him to clarify something, and when he re-clarified it, he was, like, extra lit very suddenly and was, like, getting super angry, like, relaying this information to me about this family member, and, like, how they wronged him or how they disagreed. Yeah. And so I kind of cut off his story and was like, right, but, like, okay, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing? Yeah. And he was like, I'm fine. Like, what are you going to talk about? You don't want to hear the end of my story? Okay, so clearly this guy has a lot going on. I don't know what the fuck was going on that particular day, but, like, yeah. that was, I don't know. just That's like, definitely some, like, him bullshit that he needs to work out. It was fucking weird. Yeah, and... Was that, like, the last you spoke to each other? Well, when he left, I, like, walked him to the door, which I shouldn't have even done that. But I walked him to the door, gave him, like, a half-hearted hug, and it was so weird. He was hugging me, and he goes, you smell good. That's weird. And I go, yeah, you too. Like, what the fuck? And he goes, okay, so I'll see you later. And I was like, bye. And he just, like, left. Then the next morning I was on my train. He texted as my train was pulling out of the station. Like he distinctly remembered the time my train was leaving and was like, hope the train ride's good. Okay. So yeah, this is. Right? It's like night and day. I was so confused. He, and during our kind of discussion or argument or whatever you want to call it, he was like, well, when we see each other next time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is there going to be a next time? And he was like, well, it wouldn't be on me. It would be on you if we don't see each other again. And I was like, right, I'm yeah. saying, is there going to be a next time? Because I feel uncomfortable right now. Like, Yeah. I, That's it's so weird. weird. It's so weird. Oh, my God. The good, I guess if there's a silver lining, is that mm-hmm. after he left, I obviously, like, cried it out and was really sad because, like, I shouldn't be making myself the victim of anything, but I felt like I was made to be, like evil or something like I was like manipulated into like being the instigator of something I didn't really instigate yeah and he definitely like turned it around on you and like like yeah unjustifiably yeah and I mean obviously like for listeners at home and for you like this is just my side of the story but I like to think I'm like a fairly level-headed person yeah and like I could see that like the escalation at the very least was like mostly from him sure so I um Anyway, silver lining, like, I was kind of relieved the next morning. Like, I hate if that's, like, the last I see of somebody or the last I talk to somebody. I doubt that it will be. But, like, if it was, it would be sad. But, like, I'd be okay with it. And, like, maybe that's a sign. Possibly. I mean, I think... I wish you could see the face I'm giving Ian right now. It's just like, Just, like, cringe, cringe. Yeah. And it's like, I hate, like, time... I hate saying time will tell, but, like... But, like, next time you're down there, like, you'll you'll know. I feel like you'll know for sure. Right. And 
Ooh, and, they're ooh, vacuuming, vacuuming upstairs. The ghosts, are get, the ghosts are very clean. I know what they're doing. They put up a Christmas tree in this corner, mm. and now they're vacuuming pine needles. I bet you anything that's, that's what's happening. Be it. So, listeners, this vacuum is not where you are. No. <laughs> Unless you're vacuuming while listening to our podcast, and that and, then and the that, vacuum is where you yeah, are. Yeah, in that case, I got to say thanks because that's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you hear rumblings, it's not the subway this time. It's a no. it's a vacuum. A vacuum. A vacuum. Exactly. A vacuum. Yeah. Uh, um, but either way, I'm sorry that happened. It's like that's buddy. never. Like that fucking sucks. And I mean, maybe like he was lit up over like my. I told him I had like a pang of jealousy over him, like you know, going out with other people when sure. we were still trying to figure out if there was like anything going on between us or whatever. But still, like I feel like it's really. I don't want to say big of me, but at least mature of me to even recognize that that's like, that's why I'm feeling some kind of way. Yeah. And to like voice that to somebody, I think like, I don't know, is the most like adult, mature, kind thing I could do at that moment. Yeah. I mean, and it's very vulnerable and yeah. Like, well, now I learned my lesson. I'm just not going to talk to anyone. Exactly. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the thing that happened this week. (laughs) Ian and I literally just both were like, Who's going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, yeah, of course. Thanks to our listeners at home, in the car, on the train, wherever you are. Just yeah. like, I don't How know. How do you feel now? I feel better. Now that I've said it out loud again and it's been a few days, I realize even more that, like, I had a reasoning to say this, whether or not he responded in the way I was expecting. Like, I can't control other people, but I can only, like, be well with myself. And if I hadn't said anything, that would have like eaten me up inside. I think that's, I think that's very like good of you. Like I think that's really great. I don't do this in all interactions. I mean, can you imagine if I went around all the time being like brutally honest with people? Yeah. But I just felt like our clearly it wasn't, but our friendship was strong enough and deep enough and long enough. Yeah. That I could have done that. That you could be like, hey, like just, I'm just a little. I'm, don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, like when there's plans, like stick to them. Yeah, exactly. And even if they're kind of like. I don't know, wobbly plants, like, it just, I don't know, consider them, like, unwobbly until right, we figure yeah, it out. Right, yeah, exactly. I don't know, so annoying. Damn. Yeah. All right, that was my thing that happened this week. Okay. Ian Brodsky, what happened to you this week? So this week, I met family for the first time. <gasps> yeah. Wow. So, my mom, Honeybee. Hi, Honeybee. She, um, she has um, step family on her dad's side. Okay. Who? Um, so she has three step brothers, and meanwhile, her sister and those step brothers don't get along at all oh. because my mom's stepmother was the reason that like my mom became estranged with that side of the family. Okay. So I have. I guess three step uncles, and one of them is um, one of the directors of the alumni association at New Paltz, where I went to college. So, oh. so I've known him for a while, and like he and I have a great relationship. But I met his sister-in-law and her like progeny. Okay. Over the Excuse weekend, me, I yawned. That's okay. Um, for I'm the riveted first by time. this story. I'm not it's yawning. Cool. Okay. Um, so you met. Let me get this straight. You met your step uncles. Kids? Uh, like... Step-uncle's... Niece and nephew. Step-uncle's sisters. Whole sisters. Whole, bro- whole brother's kids. 
whole brother's kids. Yeah. Okay. The the other step uncle wasn't there, but his wife and um oh, and their okay. children. Yeah, like I know I was like I'm about to explain like far relations of families, but okay. So your mother's step brothers, actual brothers, wife and kids. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> and. Like, it's just kind of, like, it's weird being, like, in my mid-twenties and meeting people that are related to me for the first time, especially when that whole side of the family is about to see this show that I was doing, where, like, spoilers for In Love with the Arrow Collar Man, the first scene is me sort of feeling up this other dude, and... It wasn't that intense. It wasn't that intense, but I'm also, like, I don't, like, and I know that I have a very liberal family throughout, so I wasn't worried, but it's also, like... My 16-year-old cousins are going to be at this show can in I the just, front row. Can I just recap for people at home that haven't seen the play what happens in the yeah, opening scene? Yeah, sure. They really got me. Okay. Okay. So there's two brothers. They're both illustrators of like posters and magazines and like just general artwork for advertisement type things. And they have a studio in New York City. Mm-hmm. And then the opening scene is a hot ski model. This model yeah. guy walks in and is like, excuse me, I'm looking for the artist. And only the younger brother is there. Mm-hmm. And the younger brother is kind of a drunky drunk pants. And he's like, oh, well, hello there, hot ski model. And then the hot ski <laughs> model is like, oh, you must be the younger brother. And the younger brother's like, yes, and you must be a model. And he's like, oh, how do you know? And he's like, I can tell by your body. And <laughs> <laughs> and then the Hotsky model comes in and is like, well, I'd love to pose for you all if you need help. And the younger brother was like, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> and then he's about to be like, okay, Mr. Mister, show me your Hotsky model body. And then the older brother, a.k.a. I Broski, Ian Brodsky of the thing that happened this week fame. That's me. Comes in and is like, oh. Younger brother, how rude are you? <laughs> and he's like, why am I rude? And he's like, oh, you were going to have a model stripped down and not have me here? And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, dear brother. And then the older brother is like, younger brother, you can go now. I want to talk to the Hotsky model. And so then Ian is like dying right now. So then the younger brother is like, okay, I'll go get drunky McDrunky pants. And then he walks off. And then older brother, I broski and Brodsky of the thing that happened this week, fame is like ooh hotski model what was my younger brother having you do and he was and the hotski model is like oh i was going to model for him he suggested i take my clothes off and then the older brother is like mhm that sounds like a good idea and so then he's like here let me help you and then there's kind of a reveal that everyone's gay yeah like that okay <laughs> so so long story short i'm going to hire claire to give plot summaries of dramatic musicals and plays. <laughs> and I will and I will set up the GoFundMe page as soon as this Sunday. It's the opening scene of Into the Woods. A small fat girl comes into <laughs> us. <laughs> you got one you got one little lady cleaning a floor. Fat girl in a red cloak comes into an old couple that is actually mid- uh, millennial age, but they can't figure that out yet because they can't have babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it all has to do with cell phones, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, so yes, anyway, Ian is gay, gay, gay in this play, it's... play, play. <laughs> that was just brilliant wordsmithery. Oh, um, you're welcome. <laughs> and so, 
My entire new family is in the front row watching this whole thing. My new family. My like new they family. Your old family. Right. Um, so this newly introduced family is just watching this front row, and like, luckily, like, I wasn't uncomfortable with it because, like, every so often, like, I have a friend see, I'm like, oh, my friend's watching me do this intimate stuff, just because it's like intimate, like that kind of stuff is vulnerable, and like everyone sure. knows I don't like emotions or feelings, so. Um, <laughs> The nice thing about it is that, like, both of my cousin's daughters, who are, like, 16, 18 years old, are very into music and theater and, like, all of that artistic stuff. So it's a really, it was a really nice way for me to connect with them, like, right away. And then, like, they got to see... How did it come about that they came to the show? My, I, I don't know. I think my Aunt Mickey, who is... My step uncle's sister, no shit. My step uncle's wife, yeah. Um, which would be another step uncle's sister in law. My aunt Mickey reached out to my mom that they were a bunch of them were coming up to New York to meet. And I guess I don't know if they didn't know that my mom had moved uh, out of New York or they knew that I was here, but it ended up like, oh, my son lives in New York, my son's in a play, you should see him in this play. Great. So my mom was like, your Aunt Mickey's going to reach out to you. I haven't heard from her in 30 years, so you're going to get dinner. Whoa. Exactly. Don't you love when parents do that? They're like, hey, so yeah. so-and-so from work has a nephew that's coming to New York for three days. Can you visit with them? And you're yeah. like, what? And like, they took me out to this like lovely seafood restaurant in the East Village. Seafood? Great. Yeah. Um, it was fun because the like my other cousins, I guess, like, they're all so much like like the step side of my family, like just genetically and like their demeanor and like just sort of like the way they all carry themselves. Like you can just all tell that they're one family. It's familiar um, to you too, probably. Yeah, which was really sweet and comforting. And then just being able to hear a little bit more about that side of my family that I had never met. Them. I didn't like. I didn't really know like that much about them when they reached out. So I was like, listen, like here's the information on the show like it's not lewd but like it is a little sensual like it is this kind of subject matter just so you know like i don't know there was only like one kiss in the whole thing yeah and you're right wasn't that i don't know wasn't that intense of a kiss to be honest yeah um not that a kiss can get too intense uh, exactly yeah unless you ate the hotsky model's face i mean like a meth addict under a bridge I'm sorry. Wretched. Oh my god. You can you have my Ian, permission to edit the hell. Nope, That's it's fine. Staying in. Even Ian better. Made the sound in the face of a terrifying snake. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That one's on me then because I hate snakes. Yeah. Um but like all that to be said, they really enjoyed the show. Great. And like my cousin my cousin's daughter goes to NYU, so she's in the area, and I was just like, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. Like, I'm around. And that and some of that family lives in Connecticut, which is great. And my parents are actually on their way down to Florida right now to see um, another side of our family and also this family that my mom hasn't met in thir- hasn't seen in thirty years and that I just met. Whoa. Because high stakes, high stakes. I know. But, like, everyone has nothing but positive things to say about each other. Just so, like, it's just unfortunate that my mom and my aunt became incredibly estranged because of their stepmother. Sure. So, um, of course, growing up knowing Cinderella and this as the only examples of stepmothers, I was very happy my parents weren't divorced. 
Um, we have one of those in my family. Yeah. Where my dad's parents were both uh, married before, and then when they got remarried, because they were both divorcees, they eloped mm-hmm. and then had my dad and my Aunt Catherine. But most mm. of my, <clears throat> excuse me, most of my dad's siblings are half-siblings, mm. and they're all pretty close. But my grandfather's former wife was like, mentally and verbally abusive to her kids wow. and those three on that side one died young unfortunately my uncle skip and the two others are kind of estranged from our family because like they just you know like one has like a personality problem and the mm. other is kind of like a kleptomaniac that's unfortunate and then on my on the other kind of former marriages side the kids are totes normal mm-hmm. and we're super close to them and it's just like amazing how one person can like prick, prick their finger on a spinning yeah, wheel. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> and like, and from my side of the family, it's like I don't know what happened with this one family member, but like meeting everyone else that like has offsprung from that gene pool, it's like everyone else in that family is very sweet and very welcoming and very warm and. Like, I'm so happy that I met them all. That's great. Like You I, need to go on one of those Ancestry TV shows and find out to. what happened. I mean, I know what happened. Because like, my mom has talked to me about it. Like, Oh, well then that's not a good TV show. I, I don't green light it. Okay, never mind. Get it's out not, of my office. It's not going to network out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, one day you are going to have an office. Thank you. And I'm going to visit you there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll bring you lunch. Yes! Lunch! Lunch. Ian just got lunch unbelievably there. excited about a lunch that's probably 30 years in the future. I can't wait. Lunch! <laughs> well, we're making lunch plans for when we're 50. So I was just re-listening to... This can be tangent number two, yeah. right? Yeah. I was just re-listening to the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, Broadway cast recording and uh, the, the OCR... And this kid who plays Augustus Gloop does the funniest thing where Wonka goes, uh, you can't bring those sausages into my factory. Like, candy only, fat boy. And, like, takes it lunch. Not really, but he's like, give that to me. And then Augustus Gloop goes, but that's my lunch. <laughs> and just, like, the way he says it gets me every time. And I will, like, openly laugh on the subway. <laughs> I love that. I really, I, I want to use it as, like, I don't know, the catalyst, like how Tina Fey acted like a hobo on the train on 30 Rock to get people not to sit next to her. Like if I just like was cackling crazy, like like just a little too long. They do that, um, they, they mentioned that in that, uh, this last week's SNL, uh, oh, sketch. Yeah? The one that's like, well, the Welcome to Hell sketch, uh, yeah, sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Cecily Strong was like, like she like circles herself and makes a crazy noise and she's like, cause that's what I have to do. <laughs> It's like, I mean, it's a different subject matter, but it's like, it's, that's, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, because then maybe he won't talk to me. Yeah. Welcome to or, hell. Exactly. And thus endeth the second, the second tangent. tangent. On to the quiz. On to the quiz. The quiz time. Quiz time. Woo! You want to go first? Or sure, sure, sure. you want to ask first? It's up to you. It's up to I'll you. I'll ask choose. first. Okay. Okay. Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? I'm obsessed with plaid, as I've said, and as like anyone who has seen me in the past two weeks has noticed. Great. I've just been wearing a lot of flannel and a lot of plaid lately, and I love it. This is a great plaid. Thank you. This is like, and this is like six years old, I think. Like, I got it at a convention, dance convention, The Pulse. Uh, oh, it which has is, words on it. It does, and like on the back, too. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I'm about to do a load in, so like I'm wearing my comfortable plaid. Okay, I was going to say that words on plaid are, is a perfectly good waste of plaid, but now I understand yes. why it has words. Yeah, okay. um, it's from a convention. So I'm, I'm obsessed with plaid and flannel. 
From a convention, honey bun. Yes. Question number two. Would you rather swim with 10,000 jellyfish or walk naked amongst 10,000 rabid tigers? Jellyfish, probably. Really? I think I'd just be... I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, either like, way you die, but jellyfish, it's like you're electrocuted to death. But, like, I don't know if I'd rather be electrocuted or just, or like, mauled. mauled. <laughs> oh, God, that's a tough one. Oh. I was going to save that for Florence Freeba, but I have to think of a better one for her when we have her back on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Coming up soon, friend of the pod, Florence gotta, Freeba visits wait. us again. Um, I, I don't know. Like, ugh. I don't know which would be which. Do you think would be faster? Because I'll opt for that. I one. mean, jellyfish for sure will be faster, but it would be more painful. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't like either. <laughs> I don't want to pig. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna stick with jellyfish and like okay, I don't know. and just swallow your pride. Just swallow it's fine. my pride. <laughs> I guess that's it. Question number three: What are you watching slash listening to? You know what I was dog sitting last night, and the only thing that of all of like the FiOS channels. The only thing I found interesting was major crimes. Great. So now I'm kind of into major crimes. Um, crime shows are fun. I know. Um, I love them. So that um, I watched a little bone this bones this week. Like you just watched a bone. I just watched a bone. It just, was just like I found there. a bone on the side of the street, and I was just like, hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the, like I'm in the middle of a two dope queens episode where Vanessa Bear is the guest. Great. Um, which is really fun. I um, have a lot of catching up to do on that one. Yeah, and like, and I, I love them all. Um, I want, and I want to say I'm listening to a lot of Nutcracker because I'm in tech for Nutcracker now. Oh, what else? There's a lot of Christmas music going on. Exactly. Clara's our orchestra. Um, yes, I am a multi-talented woman. Exactly. I can recap a show with the music in it. Exactly. Up next, 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> do, do, do. This is a story of boy meets girl. But it's also do, you. Do, do. But it's also you, like acapella singing Regina Spector's "Us." Do 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 uh, question number four, who was the last person you texted that wasn't me? Okay, so it was a group of people from work who we all watched Riverdale together. A poop of greeple. You of said greeple. it wrong. Yes, correct. Thank you. Thank you. That was on me. <laughs> a poop um, of greeple. And so we have been like going through this group of people, this group of creeple. Um, nope, got it wrong. It's man, wrong and you didn't oh, say it right. Oh, well, out of the club. So we're all trying to figure out who is who from like the show Riverdale. Mm-hmm. So apparently I'm either Veronica's mom or Archie. Veronica's mom. Thank you. I'm just Thank kidding. You. I've never seen it. No, uh, no, you're probably yeah. Archie. Come on. Well, because like this Riverdale is like through the 90210 lens, so everything is heightened and like teen drama-y. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Great. Um, yeah, I think it was that group. Question number five, our last one. One person living or dead whom you may or may not know. Mm. Who you would like to wish well to D. You know, honestly, I think I'm going to go with my parents again. Great. Because, like, I don't know, like, I got to see them for a bit over Thanksgiving, and, like, I just really miss them right now, and Aww. they're just really happy with where they are in life, and I just, I just love them so much. Larry and Honey them. Bee. 
Cool. <laughs> They're in love. Yeah, it's really great. It's <laughs> so great. Yeah. Our parents are still married. I love it. We're yeah. very fortunate. We're statistically unlikely. I know. <laughs> All, right. All right. Your turn. Yeah, quiz so, me, Ian. So what are you obsessed with this week, Claire Manship? I am obsessed with a little bit of weight loss, honey. Yeah. Yes. The people at home can't see, but I was very big to do my last couple of shows and um, recently have dropped, I don't know, I guess like 15, 20 pounds. And you can't really tell because I'm a short, curvy lady to begin with and my dress size doesn't really change, Mm. but I know I feel better. Amazing. Congratulations. Thanks so much. I'm very happy for you. I'd like to thank the Academy. (laughs) Um, Would you rather... Yeah. um, Never eat salt on your food again. Huh. Or only have smoked paprika on all of your food for the rest of your life. Oof. I'm going to go no salt. I'd rather go bland than spicy. Mmm. Cool. Yeah. Smoked paprika is a pretty intense flavor. Literally, I only said, I had the first half of that question planned and then smoked paprika is just because it's like right in front of me. It's on your wall. It's on my wall. He's not a very inventive person, ladies. Line up. Lades. (laughs) Lades. (laughs) The lades. (laughs) Uh, that was question two. So question three is, yeah. what are you watching and listening to? I just watched this Netflix Christmas movie called A Christmas Prince, and it is like full-on freeform meets Hallmark, and it is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. If you're looking for something, Ian, you would even like it. I'm if sure. If you're looking for something festive and totally like warm milk, A Christmas Prince is your game. Love it. Still watching Boy Meets World, uh, catching up on Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles, and um, Shark Tank, Mm. always. (laughs) Shark Tank, always. And uh, I'm listening to Matt Belisai's new podcast, The Unhappy Hour. He just finished up his first season, or maybe he's nearing the end of it. Catching up on some Throwing Shade, and I've been listening to Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book a lot, a lot. And um, uh, Tasha Cobbs Leonard and her new gospel album. Is that um, is that Chance the Rapper album the one with the when the blessings go up? Yep. The praises come down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah, I'm really into the songs on that album, Smoke Break and uh, Finish Line and Drown. Uh, I think they're all I- incredible. Sweet. Yeah, Finish Line has this really fierce, just like Chance is kind of humming under the whole thing, like <laughs> it's like. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm like bobbing my head. Cool. So yeah, those things. Question number four. Yeah. Last person you texted other than me, no cheating. It was one of my agents who wrote me to tell me last night that she will no longer be my agent soon. She is Aww. leaving our agency and I'm very sad about it because she is like the coolest ever but uh, I'm excited for what she does next because she's headed to casting which can Ooh, only be good which for can me. only be good <laughs> um, yeah sad aw, she's sad. lovely yeah she's the best so bye bye and love you and thank you for all you do of course yep question number five yep uh, one person living or dead who you may or may not know who you'd like to wish well today I would like to wish well a uh, BuzzFeed theater and entertainment journalist, Louis Peitzman. Mm. Louis is one of the sweetest guys ever. He is a guest on a lot of podcasts that I love, love, love. But um, he and I spoke this week about uh, sexual harassment in the theater and on Broadway. And I think the direction that some of his reporting is going to go in is touching on a lot of stuff that people uh, won't necessarily... Um, 
I don't know, get from the New York Times or from Deadline or the Reporter or Variety, um, just because BuzzFeed is trying to uh, reach millennials, and the way to do that is to, like, talk to them as opposed to, like, just, like, find them in a crowd. Yeah. So I was listening to, like, the Deadline Hollywood, or I was reading the Deadline Hollywood recap of the public's uh, town hall on sexual harassment, and they didn't name any names, but they just, like, verbatim just wrote what people said, and I feel like what Lewis is going to accomplish with his reporting is like finding context for why people say things in the forums and the way that they do. And kind of because we don't have human resources in our business, like how, uh, how and why we report them to the kinds of people we do and why maybe we feel more comfortable going to the press. Wow. Yeah. So I think Lewis is doing a great job. Obviously he's a hilarious guy with a lot of wonderful things to contribute. And you knew him like before you knew him from something else or he he... guested on Gilmore guys and a bunch of other podcasts that I love. And so I had interacted with him on Twitter a few different times. And then he said that he was seeking people to kind of just like round out some reporting he was doing. That's awesome. And so I volunteered just to kind of like explain to him what we've heard from our union so far, which is essentially nothing. Mm. Um, And kind of like when we're, you know, doing a job, like who are we supposed to report issues to and why it doesn't really get run up a flagpole because there isn't one for us. Mm. So we talked about that for a while. I don't really know if he'll use any of what I said, but um, it was, uh, it was really, I don't know, great to know that he was not trying to scoop the times. He was trying to report in a different direction. Cool. Yeah. He's the best. So... Okay, all that being said, you can find the show at This Week's Thing uh, is our handle everywhere. Hashtag This Week's Thing, thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com. And uh, like, rate, comment, subscribe. We always appreciate those. You can find us on all the platforms except Tidal and Spotify. So go find us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Enemies. Dogs. Moms. Dog moms. And uh, and baby mamas. And baby mamas. Ian, where can people find you? I am at ibroski on Instagram and Twitter and um, at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. What about you, Claire? Uh, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash JuliaClaireManship, and my handle is at Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat. Excellent. All right. Till next time. I'm Ian Brodsky. And I'm Claire Manship. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.